From COK Studios in Lauren Ober's Observatory, this is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On today's show, we'll consider the growing tensions between the United States and North Korea. We'll also consider someone who made a difference in our series, Consider the Humanity. And we'll consider how to find his seven pleasure triggers. Stay with us. Support for Consider Our Knowledge comes from All Mings Considered, your one-stop shop for imitation Ming vases and other knockoff Chinese tchotchkes. And United Airlines, now offering our new fly-friendly club to our customers who want to be curb-stomped at curbside check-in, dragged behind the handicapped shuttle to the gate, and pummeled mercilessly as you wait in the terminal. United, fly the friendly skies. This is Consider Our Knowledge. I'm Connor Bentley. And I'm Dinah Jones-Mallow. On Sunday, the North Korean military test-fired a new unidentified type of missile from a base on its east coast near Sinpo, but it blew up almost immediately. The failed missile launch came a day after North Korea unveiled what appeared to be long-range and submarine-based missiles as a part of a military parade celebrating the 105th birthday of its late founder, Kim Il-sung. The North has been increasingly amping up its military tests as a reaction to the recent deployment of a U.S. naval strike group to the region. The South Korean government has said that the missile testing presents a very real threat to the entire world. The Trump team has been fairly quiet about its plans to deal with North Korea, even as Vice President Mike Pence arrived in Seoul, South Korea on Sunday to begin a 10-day Asian trip. Joining us to discuss the situation are our senior gossip reporter, Melissa Reynolds, and Trump aide Chaz Marsh, who has been advising the president on North Korea. Welcome to you both. Hi there. Hey! Melissa, you sound a little weird. Are you okay? Oh, I'm totes fine. Cordell, what are you doing? No, oh, I'm sorry, Dinah. Melissa had to go in for emergency appendix surgery, so I'm filling in. Oh, my goodness. All of us here at COK wish her well. Mr. Marsh, I was just curious. What qualifies you to be a senior advisor to the president on North Korea? Your bio lists you as a communications aide. I'm a communications aide, senior advisor on North Korea, undersecretary of agriculture, associate chief of staff, and I book all the president's tea times. That's a lot of jobs. What qualifies you specifically for the North Korean advisory role? Well, I spent about a week in South Korea last year on a work trip for Goldman Sachs. Also, I love sushi. I'm not sure what sushi has to do with it. Have you been briefing the president on the missile tests? Oh, no. No, but I know we saw an episode of Fox and Friends where they mentioned it. He's very smart, and we have a very solid plan, so don't you worry. So, what is the president's plan going forward with North Korea? He's uh, taking a wait-and-see approach, so, uh, you know, we're going to wait and see. Right now, we're, uh, we're in the waiting stage. Next comes the scene. I see. No, 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 not, not yet. <laughs> no, you're way ahead of me. No, we're still waiting. Maybe I haven't made it clear. It's clear enough. Cordell, what are you hearing from your sources? Well, there's a lot of saber-rattling happening in North Korea, Dinah. Our international gossip reporter, Melissa Reynolds, told me that her friend Kim from Model UN summer camp's brother Kim's wife's cousin Kim is pretty high up in the South Korean government. And he says that Kim Jong-un is unstable and is planning to keep testing missiles, even if they blow up way too soon. 
He's not backing down. Well, are any of the missiles actually functional? Well, not as such, but that doesn't seem to bother them. It will likely be some time before they actually have one that works. A source close to the North Korean military said that most of the missiles they showed off at that parade were just hollow tubes full of off-brand Chinese candy and fiberglass insulation. So what is the threat level? It's high, but not too high. It'd be much higher if the North Koreans actually had an arsenal that works. Also, the lack of diplomacy from the Trump administration isn't really helping the volatile situation. Um, we're diplomacy, okay? Yeah, we're fine with diplomacy. We're super diplomatic, you dummy. Stop saying we're bad at diplomacy, stupid. I have a diploma in diplomacy. I got it from Sean Spicer. So there. I guess we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Oh, now you're just going to copy us. You know, we invented wait and see. Quite. Thank you both for your time today. Oh, you're most welcome. That was senior reporter Cordell Nutbrock and Trump aide Chaz Marsh. You are listening to Consider Our Knowledge. In our series, Consider the Humanity, we profile regular people who've made a difference in somebody else's life, sometimes without the other person even knowing about it. In this installment of Consider the Humanity, Marta Margolis has the story of how one of Hollywood's most famous creative minds did something seemingly small that had a huge impact. Star Wars, Indiana Jones, American Graffiti. These films are the work of the tremendously talented George Lucas. There is hardly a person on earth who isn't familiar with his work, but there is one amazing gesture that Lucas made that many might not be aware of. George is an amazing guy. We always knew that. Dan Dwyfus has worked for Lucas at the sprawling Skywalker Ranch since 1995, doing special effects for Industrial White and Magic. He's very good about giving back, taking care of his employees, being generous with up-and-coming filmmakers. He's really the best. It was just surprising that he was even more generous than I thought. Dan had seen firsthand for years the talent and generosity that Lucas was known for, but in 2012, he did something that surprised even the people who knew him best. He sold Lucasfilm to Disney. Best thing George ever did. The world owes him like 50 times over for that. Really? And why is that? Think about it. If he hadn't, we'd have to see more Star Wars movies he directed. I love George, but... Jesus. I know people didn't like what I did with the prequel trilogy, but I didn't really sell Star Wars to Disney for that reason. It's actually a little insulting that my staff would think that. I was just kind of done with it. I mean, I'd worked on it for over 30 years. Let some of those nerds at Disney deal with it. George says that he didn't sell Lucasfilm to appease the fans who say he ruined Star Wars with his disappointing prequel films. Don't forget about that last terrible Indiana Jones movie. Crystal Skulls? I mean, come on. Yes, well, he says that's not at all why he sold the company to Disney. Who cares? The last two Star Wars movies he had nothing to do with were awesome and so much more fun to work on. We cannot thank George enough. He's our hero again. Despite a complete difference of opinion, Dan says he speaks for all Star Wars fans who see the sale of Lucasfilm as a seminal moment. Ask any fan, they'll tell you it was almost as good as seeing Star Wars. 
for the first time. I don't know if selling my company for $4 billion can really be counted as making a difference. I'm just glad Star Wars can be introduced to a new generation. Now, if you'll excuse me, I need to go take a nap on top of a pile of $500 bills. Making a difference isn't always about intent. Sometimes it's only about the whistles. In this odd case, a man who didn't think he was doing anything for his fans and employees became a force for good. For Consider the Humanity, I'm Mata Margolis. Now it's time for this week's Big Little Wins. Because we all need a win every now and then, especially these days. Our first Big Little Win is from Greg Irwin in Indianapolis, who was able to avoid an annoying sales pitch from a mall kiosk worker despite making several seconds of eye contact with her. Congratulations, Greg, for not getting talked into buying a personalized mouse pad. We also want to give kudos to 11-year-old Sammy McDougal, who got two servings of wine and bread at communion last Sunday by taking advantage of elderly Father Bailey's poor vision. We don't condone underage drinking here at COK, but an extra sip of sacramental wine is definitely a big little win. If you or someone you know has a big little win, please share it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at Consider Our No. That's all for this week's episode of Consider Our Knowledge. If you'd like more from the best-looking news team in public radio, visit ConsiderOurKnowledge.com, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter at ConsiderOurKnow. You can download the podcast at iTunes and at Stitcher Radio at Stitcher.com. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Connor Bentley. He says that Kim Jong-un is unstable and is planning to keep testing missiles. <laughs> what was that last word? <laughs> missiles? Missile. That was really good though. Oh no, I have to do it all over again. No, you no, don't. You don't. No, you don't.